0: Hey there. I'm so glad you're here. I have looked forward to talking to you. I enjoy our talks so much, and reading your comments and emails is a highlight of my life. The last time we left off our story, Jesus was given the Sermon on the Mount. I hope you went to the book of Mark and read the Beatitudes, but it's okay if you didn't. When Jesus got done with his Sermon on the Mount, the crowd was astonished at his authority in the way that he taught them they were used to just some old jewish guy reading from the laws of moses jesus taught him as if he knew god personally because he did what was it that was said in the scripture jesus is the word yeah in the beginning the word was with god and the word was god yeah more evidence that a dummy like me lacks the brain power to understand god's makeup when Jesus came down from that mountainside, thousands of people followed him. There was this one fellow with leprosy that come up to him. Now you can imagine what his friends thought, seeing that leper come up near Jesus. Of course they weren't going to try to stop him, they didn't want to catch it. That fellow told Jesus if he was willing, he could make him clean. Well Jesus never missed a beat. He went over to him and said, of course I'm willing, be clean and that old leper feller was instantly healed. Jesus told him not to tell anybody who, who it was that healed him, but of course the man told everybody. You can't you can't blame him about that. I would have too, I guess. During this time the Romans were in control of this area, the Roman Empire. When Jesus made it back to Capernaum, one of the Roman soldiers heard he was nearby and asked some of the Jewish leaders to go go to Jesus and ask him to heal his servant that was sick. Now remember this guy ain't Jewish. He's a Roman soldier. He's what they called a Gentile, which is everyone except Jewish people. Now Jesus so far as I know of had only helped Jewish people. The Jewish leaders told Jesus that the servant was paralyzed and in bad agony and that he loved their nation and had built their synagogue. When Jesus went with the leaders and as he got close to the centurion's house, the Roman soldiers sent people out and told Jesus that he was not worthy of Jesus coming under his roof. And that was why he had not come to Jesus himself. That's why he sent other people to ask Jesus, because he didn't feel worthy. He had his friends say to Jesus, If you'd just speak it aloud, he would be healed. When Jesus heard this, he turned to the crowd and said he had never heard such faith as this not even in israel the men that had been sent to jesus returned to the soldier's house and found the servant healed after that they went to peter's house where peter's mother-in-law was laying in the bed sick jesus touched her hand and immediately she was healed and jumped up and started waiting on him Every day Jesus went around healing the sick and casting out demons from as many demons as he cast out. It makes you wonder about some of the people today. Imagine how many people have demons nowadays when there's nobody to really cast them out. From my drive to and from work I see a lot of them. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I shouldn't have said that. One thing that amazes me, the disciples watched all these miracles that Jesus was doing. (laughs) I mean, he calmed the seas because they thought they was going to drown from the storm. And then they asked each other, what kind of man is this? Even winds and waves obey him? Well, this made me think. How many people have you heard say, if I could just see a sign, i believe in God. If I could just witness a miracle, I'd believe. Nope, you wouldn't. These guys saw this stuff and still freaked out when he did something new. Come on, guys, if he can heal a man with leprosy right in front of your eyes, there's nothing he can't do. He casted those demons out of the two men everyone was so scared of, the ones on the road that people wouldn't even walk by them. Well, I don't think I told that story, but there was there was two fellers on the road, and there's these demons in them, and people were so scared of them they wouldn't even walk by them. Well, he casted them out, and they those demons knew he was the Son of God. They asked him to put them in a herd of pigs. Well, Jesus performed many, many miracles. If you read about him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll really enjoy it. While he went from town to town doing all these miracles, there were ones who planned against him. The Pharisees were always following him around, trying to catch him doing something that they could turn him in for. They wanted to kill him because he was gaining so many Jewish followers. The Pharisees and the Sadducees was Jewish people and they thought themselves to be superior because they held such strict observance of all them Jewish laws that they had Jesus told them they was full of greed and wickedness but by this time Jesus had so many thousands of followers that the Pharisees couldn't just take him away they were afraid of being mobbed speaking to them thousands of people The disciples told Jesus one time to send all those people home so they could eat because they've been following him for a while without eating any food. Jesus said, Don't send them away hungry. I'll feed them. And again, the disciples looked at each other and were like, Maybe this guy's going a little nutty from all this sun. He asked them how much food they had, and they told him all they had was five loaves of bread and two fish. He directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves up in pieces. Then he gave the pieces to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were full as ticks, and the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The scriptures say there was about five thousand men, plus all them women and children. There could have easily been, I don't know, over ten thousand people there. He keeps on going and healing the sick, raising the dead, walking on water. He even got Peter out there and let him walk on the water until he got scared and started sinking. Jesus had to catch him up by his hand because Peter's lost faith when he started thinking about what he was actually doing. That's kind of how we are today. We let our minds override our hearts. We can know in our hearts that something's wrong, but we let our minds override that feeling to the point that we rationalize the behavior into being okay. It wasn't long after that, Jesus asked his disciples who the people were saying he was. They told him that some called him Elijah, some say John the Baptist, some called him by the names of the old prophets. Then he asked the disciples who they thought he was. Peter hollered out, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Oh, Peter had it figured out, yeah, that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus knew there was no man alive who could have told Peter this, so he knew it was revealed to him by God. Jesus told him that he would give him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Remember this because it will come up later in the story. Then he tells his disciples to make sure they don't tell anyone about him being the Messiah. Now after a time, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on a high mountain by themselves. There Jesus was transfigured before them. The Bible says his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Moses and Elijah was there too, talking with Jesus. Moses and Elijah's dead, by the way. So, yeah, this was miraculous. Peter tells Jesus that he was happy they had gotten to come along and see it. He tells Jesus that if he wants, he'll put up some shelters for all of them. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell flat on their faces, scared to death. I would have too. I don't blame them. (laughs) But Jesus came over to them and touched them and told them to get up, not to be afraid. When they looked up, the only one there was Jesus. Everybody else was gone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them not to tell anybody about what they just seen till he was resurrected. Now some time after this, Jesus and his group were getting close to Jerusalem, so they stopped at the Mount of Olives in Bethpage. Jesus sent two disciples down into the village to get a donkey and a colt that he said would be tied there. He said if anyone asked what they was doing, just tell them the Lord needs them and they would be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm paraphrasing there, by the way. If you ain't noticed, I do that a lot. So they brought them back, and Jesus rides them into Jerusalem. I don't know if he rides both of them. It says he rides them, so I don't know how that happened. But anyways, the crowds followed him and spread their cloaks on the road in front of him and hollered out stuff like, Hosanna to the son of David, and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, stuff like that. After he got in the city all the people was stirred up and they started asking the followers who this man was. His followers told them that this was Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Now if you listen to my part one of this story you might remember that when Jesus was a young boy his mommy and daddy lost him and found him three days later in the temple courts talking to the teachers. Well these twenty years later the same temple courts was full of money changers and people buying and selling. Jesus went there when he got to the city. When he saw all this mess, he went in there and cleaned house. He turned over all them tables and benches that the people was using to sell doves and the money changers were using them to conduct their business. The money changers would change Greek money into Jewish money for a small fee. When the pilgrims from other places came to the temple on the Jewish holy days, the people selling doves and small animals in the temple would only accept Jewish money and back then if you didn't have any way of bringing these small animals with you for your sacrifice then you had to wait till you got there and buy them at the temple that way you could sacrifice them so you could be forgiven man i'm glad jesus did away with all that i hate killing animals anyways after jesus cleaned house the blind and sick started coming to him there and he healed them all well when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw him doing all this and everyone hollering and praising him They was beside themselves, so Jesus went out and spent the night at Bethany. When he got up the next day, he went back into Jerusalem. He went back to the temple and started teaching, and the chief priests and the elders of the people asked him what authority he had to be doing this and who gave him the authority. He said, I'll answer that if you answer my question, and he said, was John's baptism from heaven or from humans? well they all gathered up and talked amongst themselves they was like if we say it's from heaven then he'll want to know why we didn't believe it but if we say it's from humans we're afraid that the people here will kill us because they all held john up as a prophet so they played it safe and said they didn't know so jesus said well i ain't going to tell you guys by what authority i do these things (laughs) then the teachers of the law and the chief priests sent spies among jesus's followers They was hoping to catch him saying something or doing something wrong so they could hand him over to the governor. The spies asked him if it was right that they had to pay taxes to Caesar. Jesus asked them whose picture was on the coin and they said Caesar. He told them to give back to Caesar what was his and to God what was his. The spies didn't know what else to say to that so they just shut up. (laughs) Now after this, in the scripture, there's a lot of talk about how wicked the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and the Sadducees are. There's a lot of woes and calling them broods of vipers and such. You can go read that in Matthew 23 and Luke 20 or so. So after preaching in the church every day and going back to the Mount of Olives at night, one day Jesus told his disciples that a festival that Jewish people have each year called the Passover was coming up in a few days. He tells them that he will be handed over for crucifixion. Now I'm pretty sure they didn't like hearing this at all. It even seems kind of like they just blew it off as if he was rambling or something. He it just gave me the feeling that they didn't want to know anything about it. He told them it was time to start preparing to eat the Passover meal. This meal, for those of you that might not know, is to celebrate God bringing the Jewish people out of slavery from Egypt. It's an awesome story that I'll be telling sometime in the future so I don't want to ruin it here. So in short, the Passover meal is just a celebration meal that the Jewish people have every year. So the guys asked Jesus where he wants to have the meal since Jesus has no house or building to have it in he tells them this now I'm gonna quote this just like it says in the Bible because it's in the red letters quote as you enter the city a man carrying a jar of water will meet you follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house the teacher asks where is the guest room where may I eat the Passover with my disciples he will show you a large room upstairs all furnished, make preparations there, Now, how does he know all this will happen if he's not really God's son? The disciples go there and all of it happens just like Jesus said it would, of course. So when the time comes for them to eat, he takes the bread and gives thanks and breaks the bread and gives it to all of them. He said for them to eat the bread and drink out of the cup, as if the bread is his body and the cup holds his blood. He said they should do this in remembrance of him when he's gone, and remembering his sacrifice of his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. As they were doing this, Jesus tells them that one of them there at the table would betray him. They all start talking amongst themselves, wondering who it would be. They also started arguing about which one of them would be greater among them. Jesus tells them that the one who he gives his piece of bread to is the one that will betray him. He gives the bread to Judas, then he tells all of them how the last of them would be the greatest and the leader would be the least in the kingdom of God. Jesus tells them that they all will leave him when it's time for him to be betrayed. It's about this time that Simon Peter tells Jesus that he is ready to go with him and keep him from being killed and is even ready to die with him if need be. Jesus tells Peter that he would deny him three times before the rooster crows in the morning. Peter tells him that he would never disown him, even if all the others leave him. So Jesus took them back to the Mount of Olives, as was his usual at nighttime. He told them all to stay in one area and took Peter, James, and John. By the way, this is the second time he's taken these three away from the others. They must have been the teacher's pets. (laughs) He took them over to the side some distance away. He asked them to stay with him while he prayed. He knew he was about to be brutally killed, and his human side was very troubled. So he went a little ways away to pray in private and asked God if he could do this without having to be killed so horribly. But for some reason, only known to God and the son, he realized he had to go through with it. So he goes back to where the guys are and finds them asleep. He wakes them up and is like, I'm fixing to die for the lot of you, and you can't even stay awake. Then he goes away to pray again and tells God that if it is his will for all of this to happen, then let his will be done. He went back to Peter, James, and John and found them asleep again. They must have gotten sleepy from that big old Passover meal they just ate. So he leaves them asleep this time and goes back and prays a third time and tells God again to let his will be done. When he comes back, they're still sleeping, so he wakes them up and tells them that his betrayer is coming. Judas, one of the twelve disciples, had went to the chief priest because he knew they were trying to find a way to kill Jesus without the crowds knowing. He asked them how much they would pay him to deliver Jesus to them. They counted him out thirty pieces of silver and handed it to Judas. Just as Jesus said, Judas had been watching him and waiting for a good time to hand him over. Just then, Judas arrived, along with a crowd armed with clubs and swords from the chief priests. They were there to arrest Jesus. Before they got there, Judas had told them that whichever one he kissed on the cheek was the one they were after. As soon as they got there, he went straight to Jesus and kissed him on the cheek. They grabbed Jesus and arrested him, then Peter took his sword out and cut off the ear of one of the servants of the high priest. <laughs> I like that that's pretty cool Jesus, but Jesus didn't like it though Jesus told him he told Peter and his other disciples not to do any more of this fighting and he touched the ear of the servant, and it was healed. Now, if I was that servant, I don't think I would be taking Jesus nowhere. Jesus told him that he who lives by the sword will die by it. So, they led Jesus away and took him to the house of the high priest. While this was going on, all the disciples had scattered, just as Jesus had said. But Peter was following Jesus from a distance, and he saw where they took him. He stopped by a fire someone had built and sat down, and a woman said she recognized Peter as one of Jesus' followers. But Peter said he didn't know Jesus. A little later, someone else recognized Peter as one of Jesus' followers but Peter also told him that he didn't know Jesus. About an hour later another feller saw Peter and said he knew Peter was a follower of Jesus because he was a Galilean. Peter said, Man I don't know what you're talking about. And as he was speaking he heard a rooster crow. Then Peter remembered the words the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today you will disown me three times. And it made him so sad that he went outside and cried his heart out. This makes me sad, too, when I read it for Peter. He was trying his best to be a good disciple. He just didn't have what it takes yet because it wasn't available yet. You'll find out what that something that wasn't available yet is later on in the story. I've had so much fun with you. I hope you've had fun, too. I love you, and I hope you listen next time. God bless.